0: casting from the greater Philadelphia area and various locations across the. US. This is unofficial remote the good, the not so good, the glorious and the bold. Real talk about working remotely and we are your hosts Jeff and Kim.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of unofficial Remote. I'm here with uh, partner I think I asked but we're not using initials anymore, right?
0: No we we're not. We are, we're not. So you might have, everybody might have noticed that we've been using initials, um, but Jeff and I, Kim or Kimberly, for those of you who don't know me they like that, um, we did decide to go uh, to go with our names, so.
1: A little less pressure. I don't have to try to remember after three drinks.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. So when we first started this, uh, we Thought oh, yeah, let's just shoot the shit about working remotely. We talked about doing this, you know, long before the COVID ever even was a thing. We had just been doing this, and and we've been fascinated with the the life of you know remote work, and so we wanted to kind of talk about it. But we, you know, we do have colorful language, and uh, we d- <laughs> we didn't want to maybe uh, just put our names out there, and and we were just kind of apprehensive, I, I guess, about that, and not that we would ever say anything negative about our our companies, um, we do take our work so seriously and, um, you, you know, we don't do anything that we don't have full buy-in into, into the mission of a company and, and the work that we're doing. Um, but a few cocktails in and uh, you never know what might pop out. But what ended up popping out instead of anything disparaging was uh, something uh, more along the lines our secret of... secret identities. Yeah, our secret identities. So uh, eventually I got tired of editing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the name's out. And we kind of said that, that's just dumb, you know. We we're just talking real about working remotely. We, you know, we have just we're, we have integrity, and you know, we're not doing anything negative or nefarious. So uh, we did decide to to drop that. So I am Kim, and it is I'm happy to be here.
1: <laughs> and I'm Kevin, and, and I'm happy to be here. Cheers to that. sales. Speaking, Speaking of which, oh. there you
0: go. So
1: we do have a couple
0: of updates, actually, Um, you know, just since we we've last recorded Um, one very quickly. I I have moved on from my second remote uh, company. I'm now with a a, a new team and I'm super, super excited. You know, it was it was a decision, of course, but one that I am extremely, extremely happy with.
1: But such a veteran right now. I know. Right.
0: I'm super fucking seasoned right now. That's right. Like you can't, you can't come at me.
1: That's you can't
0: right. at me, yeah. Just <laughs> sit
1: down. Just sit down.
0: Like sit down. The adults are the adults are speaking here with your <laughs> newbie remote self. But uh, working, you know, now with three different remote teams and I'm brand new. You know, I'm only a couple weeks in now in my new role. But it is really giving me some interesting insight into how teams approach remote work in a very different way. You know, I, the company that I I worked with first, uh, where you are still and where we worked together and where we met, I built friendships and, and learned and, and grew and there is just connection there and, you know, kidding around and giving each other a hard time. And, you know, just really some of my, my most treasured friendships were, were built there. And, um, but then I moved on to, to another company where that was not the case, like at all, there was, you know, no um uh, exchange of personal information um and what I found was i don't I don't fit very well <laughs> in that kind of an environment um it, it was um very uh, isolating, especially leaving a team that I loved so dearly and you know being you know gathering all my courage up to to you know move on and, and try something new yeah, that was
1: a tough decision for you. I remember we were together when you made it it was not easy it was hard watching that
0: that it well it's still even when we all get together and you know jump in a google hangout or something for a few cocktails i still when i have to say goodbye i still i get a little choked yeah. up now I even you never know but um you know i now moving on to to uh to my uh, new team it it really does feel like coming home i find myself among people that speak fluent sarcasm um and equally colorful uh, language across the board. Um, and it's really, I just, I'm i am re- thrilled, just absolutely thrilled and um,
1: yeah. You we were so excited the first time somebody shared something personal on day one and <laughs> you, were, you messaged me and I was like, oh man, she's found home.
0: Well, so I, so I was really excited, right? So, you know, I was up super early. I was up bright, I'm always up bright and early anyway, yeah. but I was in my office ready to go. So logging into to Slack for the first time and somebody had shared just a photo of like, look at the snow on my window, first snow of the season, and that's when I texted you. Like, I <laughs> I just logged on for the first time and saw this, and that was not something that I had seen, you know, for the last uh, you know thirteen months. And um, but you know, it's there's just constant communication and exchange and banter, and they're just smart, like that nice, smart, witty type of yeah. uh, personalities, and. It it was about, I'd say, about two and a half days in. There's more interaction and engagement in that period of time than I had experienced in the last thirteen months. And that's um,
1: crazy. That is crazy to hear.
0: Yeah, and it it does. I mean, that works for some teams, I guess.
1: Right. It just,
0: it just doesn't work, you know, for me. And that, and that's not the the only reason that I left. You know, it was. You know, it was time to to move on, and um, this great opportunity presented itself. So I'm I'm absolutely thrilled. The customer base, I'm super stoked to work with. Um, what a neat uh, group that's going to be to work with. So I'm kind of blazing through the onboarding process as fast as I possibly can, um, ready to, to contribute. And um, but really thrilled, you know, not just with this new job and what the work will entail, but to be connected with this team, this cohesive, funny, brilliant caring, kind, thoughtful um, group of people. So um really excited about that. So that's that update. But we, there's another, like, probably even like bigger update. You know, a lot of what you and I have talked about is, you know, the unique approach to remote work. And, of course, I work for my home mm-hmm. office. But you have spent several years now as a full-time RVer while working remotely, which is, you know, mind-blowing to many yeah, people just do years- that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, Oh my gosh, has it been that long? But yeah. So you, you know, you had that down to a science, but you are no longer a full-time RVer, but you didn't go home like to the West coast. And like, when you told me like, yeah, we're going to put down roots. I was like, wait, wait, what, where, what are you, (laughs) what are you talking about right now? So tell me where, where are you? Where are these roots that you've put down?
1: Yeah, we landed in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. (laughs) So it was – yeah, I know. It's so funny is that, you know, people that know me know I'm a big Longhorns fan, Texas Longhorns fan. And so, you know, as an RVer, our permanent forwarding address is the Texas address. And so my cousins are all Sooners fans. And so for me to actually live in Oklahoma – They just couldn't be happier and happier because now they have the opportunity to jab me even more. (laughs) But I just come back with it, back at them with, well, you know, they have to, they have to pay me for me to live here. So got that. right.
0: So that's a whole other part of this. So you just said that they are paying you to live there. What is that? What does that mean? Tell me about that.
1: So Tulsa, like several cities in the U.S. and around the world, actually, you know, experienced a negative population growth. People were leaving, um, people that had left for college weren't coming back, you know, and so they needed to do something to increase their population retention, I guess, for lack of a better word. And so Tulsa has a pretty big philanthropic philanthropic society here. I'm not sure if it's called a society or maybe it's culture. I'm not sure.
0: Very centric. Yeah. They, Yeah. yeah.
1: So they do a lot of, them. they've done a lot of improvements over the years and things. And it's funny, two years ago, we came through to, it was two years, three years ago, uh, because we were going to visit one of our former, well, when you and I worked at the same company, one of our former, um, one of your former coworkers, my current Mm -hmm. coworker. Mm -hmm. And we came through Tulsa and thought, you know, we got to come back here because we really liked it. They just had a good infrastructure and it's just kind of a cool vibe. And so this Tulsa Remote uh, program came up, and I'd applied a couple years ago, maybe three years ago or so, when we first kind of got on the road, and didn't get through that process, but then they opened it up again, so I thought, you know, I'm going to try it again. So the program basically is, uh, if you get accepted, you they give you uh, $2,500 up front. They give you a stipend of $500 a month for a year, and then at the end of the year, they give you $1,500, so it totals out to be $10,000. You know, they We started talking to them, it was actually almost a year ago now, because yeah, I think it was in October or September of last year, and then we had made arrangements to actually come out and visit, do an interview in person, and then COVID, of course, hit, and so they switched everything to all remote interviews and uh, got through the next steps, and they finally offered me a spot, so then it was, we had to be here in six months, and by then we were at on the west coast and so we had to make arrangements to get here and so we're here now. We've got an apartment, uh in an old business. I won't say what kind of business in case we have stalkers, but it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's an old uh it is
0: such a it is such a cool posh plates. spot. That's not an apartment. That's a that's a condo. Let's start yeah. there. And it's so sleek. It is really
1: is Very industrial looking,
0: very industrial. It is super slick. And like, so you're like, Tulsa, this place has a cool vibe. Who would have thunk it? You know, I don't Um, think when I think Tulsa, I don't think cool vibe, but I'm totally convinced now just kind of seeing, you know, it's just a walkable city, but so this incentive program though. So how did you, how did you even come to know that it existed? Where did you find it?
1: I just I I saw a news article or, or something. I can I think I was looking for remote work. It was actually before I got hired where we met, and I just started looking at these remote work possibilities. Oh, you gotta you can come here, but they don't want to take away jobs from the local population, so you have to have your own employment, and they'll pay you to live here. But but you have to be a remote worker. That's one of the qualifications. And so I don't know. We we saw these articles. I think it was a is Italy or somewhere else that had something going to at the same time and I thought oh that'd be cool and then there was one here and I thought yeah why not So what but a remote job so
0: What was that vetting process like so you said that you had to apply and there was an interview was it
1: a you know yeah. pretty
0: it's you
1: know, pretty simple really I mean was that- it was an online survey uh I think there were like I don't know 12 questions they wanted to make sure you had a remote job you could work from anywhere um, and then if you'd be willing to move and stay here for a year, cause you have to commit to a year residency. And then, uh, then there was a, um, a zoom meeting, um, where I had another interview. Oh, zoom. Yeah. Oh, zoom. <laughs> but it was funny because, you know, the interview went really well. And, uh, the gentleman I was talking to and he, he ended it with, so do you have any concerns? And I said, yeah, you know, I really do have one concern. And he, he kind of had this look on his face like, oh yeah, well let's address it. What is it? So I held up a, uh, my Longhorns baseball cap and he looked and he kind of did a double take. And then he started laughing and said, yeah, you, you can't wear that around here in uh, shootout week, but other than that, you should be okay. And shootouts the, the weekend where the Sooners play the Longhorns. So it's always a big game, but. I think that probably sealed the deal maybe.
0: (laughs) So, so we have, you know, I've seen these kind of cropping up a little bit and I'm kind of Mm -hmm. really interested to see, you know, the impact. So what's happening is we're seeing small towns. So not even just big cities, urban environments, but every different kind of city or town or township is able to incentivize folks to come live there for a certain period of time But it also, thinking of the benefits to the, you know, because we all see that a lot of SaaS folks are, you know, all stuffed into Silicon Valley, either in San Francisco or wherever, where, of course, the price of living is extortion, racketeering, you know.
1: um,
0: Gives them the opportunity to create a better financial foundation, you know, for them, you know, there's just all kinds of benefits to, to be, there's something to be said for having the option, you know, of where to live. And, but the idea that a town can, exactly what you had kind of described, Incentivizing f- folks to come live there, they're not taking you know uh, jobs on a short term basis from locals. They're mm-hmm. you know infusing the economy in that area with, of course, you know, additional income. It's just really fascinating. So, so Tulsa, I know a little bit about the incentive that Hawaii rolled out pretty recently, which I kind of thought was sort of pitiful on their part. But I know it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. Right? yeah. It was a round trip airfare. And you had to live there for a certain what was it? Yeah, the,
1: thirty days.
0: Thirty days. And uh Florida,
1: 30 days. Like, I guess in a hotel. I don't know.
0: Isn't that really just a long vacation? I mean, yeah. that's not <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense to me. So I was like, Phew, you know what? Hawaii gonna need to sell your game. You're I mean, I mean, you are Hawaii and everything, but you're still one of the few. That's the same.
1: That's the same. It didn't surprise me because when we went back there in seventy-nine. Uh, for our graduation there's a group of us we saved up all year and thought we're going to go to hawaii for our graduation from high school and i just dated myself but when we got over there the attitude was yeah you guys can hang out here for a week or so but we don't want you to move here so you know get the hell out after your week's over so for them to do that yeah you can come stay for 30 days but then get the hell out of here we want your tourist money but you know, so I, I kind of laughed at that when I read the whole, th- I thought, oh, Hawaii, that'd be cool. Maybe after this, you know, but then I read it and it's like, nah, 30 days, come on.
0: I mean, I, I get it to a certain point, you know, the preserving the culture,
1: right. you know,
0: with, within the state is, is really important. And as we've all found over the last, you know, handful of years, culture is, is, is fragile, you know, and can be, right. can be lost and, and, you know, severed and cracked and stomped into the ground sometimes. But, um, you know, if you're going to incentivize remote workers, I mean, I hope you don't think a lot's going to come from that. If you're just going to offer round-trip <laughs> airfare to get there, like you got to do a lot to yeah. get me to sit on a plane for 11 hours. I'm just telling you, you like you need to be paying me
1: to be yeah. you know
0: get on that hey, plane. Come
1: come to Nebraska. We'll give you some gas money. <laughs> you know, <something> like that. <laughs> yeah, take a lot more.
0: Not to get me to Nebraska, but we uh, will
1: make you a sandwich, give you a beer.
0: Oh, those sandwiches. Okay, that they're worth. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you. (laughs) Good people, good people in Philadelphia. I don't care what anybody told you. Bad things. Yeah, okay, bad things happen in Philadelphia. That's true, but uh, but uh, you know, we like it that way. So, but there are others though, and I know that you've kind of become more familiar with areas that are kind of incentivizing. So, what else? What else are you seeing? Anything good? Anything enough to get me out of Philly?
1: (laughs) Well, you know. We, in our travels, we spent some time in Savannah, Georgia, and it's a cool old city. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just hard to describe, but it's really cool. The downtown area is just is just great, and it's a lot of history there. And, you know, they have an incentive, too. They have a program that's, uh, I think it's like $2,000, and you can relocate. I don't know the specifics on how long you have to stay there or anything, but... Um, that would be an option, and then there's also uh, uh, Topeka, Kansas. Come on, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean they're, the, they're offering like, you know, they're like fifteen grand for that one. So
0: and that speaks directly to kind of what I'm touching on. You know, to, I can't imagine that it would hurt to have a you know bit of an infusion of revenue in Topeka, and um, so everybody pack your bags. We're going to Topeka.
1: Yeah, yeah road trip. Yeah. There you go. But I think the thing that really interests me is that there's several different countries that are kind of opening up for this, and you know, there's a place in Italy that's, you know, you have the opportunity to receive up to thirty-four grand for relocating. You got and to be that under directed, forty. You
0: have to be under forty.
1: Yeah. So
0: wait, 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 wait. There's a. I know. <laughs> crazy. I, somebody Run. has to. Somebody has to explain that to me. The. Okay. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to let that one fly right on by and uh, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to come back to that later on my own time. But, um, so I know like the Bahamas, they were doing something there for a while. That was uh, seemed to be pretty amazing. I mean, you
1: know, the Bahamas is another one. Yeah. I don't know the details on that one, but I do know there was yeah a certain time period to stay there. And, um, and then there's even, uh, Japan has one that's, uh, it's a three year commitment, but they'll pay you. $800 $800 a month to live there for three years. And then you get a lump sum at the end, which is three or four grand. So,
0: Three years is a, that's a solid that's a commitment. Time. Yeah. Huh. So,
1: But I do like sushi. So, you
0: know. Well, there you go. That's worth it right there. Yep. Like you think you've had sushi, you haven't had it. Right. So you've had it in Japan is what I hear.
1: <laughs> that's why I'm holding out for the cheesesteak. Got to get back to Philly. <laughs> I don't want to have one of these fake cheesesteaks.
0: <laughs> so uh, you mentioned earlier when we were talking, um, Greece has an incentive program mm-hmm. as well. So I know yeah. like the, the Bahamas, there was like a window on that. And that, I think that there was only open like briefly. So I don't know, yeah. you know. I think these are opening and closing, just like, you know, what happened in Tulsa. It was open for a while and they opened it up to to new applicants at a certain point. But what do you know about uh, Greece?
1: So Greece, their big thing is that they'll give you the 50, 50% tax break. For the first seven years. Um, so they expected to stay there once you get there. But you know, from seeing pictures of Greece, it's like mm-hmm. you know, I like Uzo. I could I could stay there. Seriously. And, uh,
0: We've looked at Greece. So Greece at the last time I checked which was a couple months ago. Lowest price of living in yeah. the EU. You
1: can get an apartment with a view for about six hundred bucks a month. It says so shut up. And you can bet the wine is probably pretty cheap too. <sighs> you the know food, it's gonna be sick. Oh my gosh.
0: And it, I mean, come on, I, okay. Yeah. I might have to look at that one. Just, just on principle alone, I, I yeah. have to explore uh, that option. And then the 50% tax break and that's 50% tax for the first seven years or after seven years.
1: Right. 50% of your income is going to ta- count towards your tax for the first seven years. So.
0: I imagine us-based folks even just like, Oh yeah, I got to think about taxes would probably shy away. Like I would, shy, I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, that just got too difficult. Cause I got to think about, don't I, you know, as an expat, I guess right? I would have to pay right. taxes in the U.S. and um, then I'm also then paying taxes in Greece, even though they're going to give me a, a break on it. So, um, but there's lots of information out there, and people that are writing some really great content and, and uh, guiding folks through that process. Too. So, I mean, really, be on the lookout. There are there are incentives out there, and it's really, I, I just beneficial. We can just mm-hmm. get all up in each other's spaces, get get out yeah. of our, you know, our our the the cultures that we've become so accustomed to, and and experience new people and new ways of uh, communication. I was talking with one of my new colleagues today, and uh, she uh, is uh, actually not too far from where I live, and but she's got a background in the in the South, and she said uh, that tickles my heart. <laughs> and i started giggling i said oh my gosh that's a very southern thing for you to say oh yeah it is and uh i said that's one of my favorites and i so i shared with her because we uh we lived in uh the virginia beach norfolk chesapeake area uh-huh. for a while and i uh so they're 15 minutes from north carolina so some some southern-esque southern adjacent type you know yeah. culture and i had a neighbor she said well that makes my butt pucker and i said <laughs> uh, i beg oh, your pardon my she says, Oh, it just makes my butt pucker. I was like, okay, what, what does that mean? She's like, you know, like when you look at, you know, skin knee and you're like, Ooh, just makes your butt pucker. Um, so (sighs) how would I have known that? That, I mean, that has been such a gem to me ever for the last, you know, 15 years since I've learned this phrase, but I would not have, um, you know, been able to, uh, have add that to my
1: my, a, I got one for you from Texas. Here's a Texas one. It on very, me. So put a star on your crayon and get your daddy a beer or get your mama a beer. Either way works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what an amazing opportunity. I mean, it really is. If, you know, if you have the, the flexibility to be yeah. mobile like that, to be able to pick up and take advantage of any of these programs, you're really contributing to these communities. You're, balancing out things like let's we need to give silicon valley a break you know mother nature can only take yeah. so much we've got so yeah, many exactly. people just stuffed in there um and just really I don't even know how
1: people can live there so
0: well, i don't know how people can afford to live there. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen the price of oh, that's terrible oh i had a guy one time when we were at a conference out in california and um a lift you know guy driving the lift car so we we're just like chatting up in the car dude's driving a lift okay He's in his mid-20s, I guess, you know, younger dude, and uh, said he's just just bought a house. And I said, I don't remember how, why it was he told me the price. $765,000. Oh,
1: good Lord. Oh. It's like,
0: oh, like how, so I was like, how did, how, how does, how do you do yeah. that? He says, you just do what you got to do. And that was really, um, I never forgot that. You know, because we all find ourselves, you know, you just do what you got to do. Like, you, you know, working in co-located or, or remote work, you, you yeah. figure it out along the way. Um, and you become, uh, you build up that muscle memory to, to navigate those challenges. You just do what you got to do. Yep. You know what? You better fucking punch me in the throat if I ever do what I got to do to pay a 700,000
1: mortgage kid was talking about
0: a two bedroom, one bath house, by the way, let's make that clear. We're not talking about any kind of grandiose, um, you know, architecture. And uh, it just made me very sad and what a great, you know, but that's, well, that's what, you know, the guy was born and raised there and you do what you got to do. I was going to
1: say that's exactly it. That's what, you know, and you don't get out of that area. So that's the nice thing about remote work is you can go wherever you want. And that's what we found when we, started rving was oh my god there's all kinds of affordable places you could buy a house almost for cash in some of these places that are actually nice to live yeah you know it's crazy
0: and it's almost so somebody coming out of california might feel like it's too good to be true because you know they were just this is just par for the course this is just what you have to do you have to you know you're driving a lift and lord only knows this guy this kid was not you know making bank doing anything else. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. Like I talked to the dude, he's not, Yeah. anyway, figuring out how to pay a mortgage for a $765,000 home though. So I guess he's doing something right. But, um, wow. That's, um, I don't know if they have the term maybe on the West coast, but house poor, you
1: know, when yep. you're house poor, yeah. um, house poor, car poor and all those. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And remote work, there's so much about remote work that is, Contributes to quality of life, and that really is, you know, when you look at companies and um, job postings and that sort of thing, you're going to see unlimited paid time off. You know, these aren't, you know, the same kind of incentive programs that you see, you know, from your co-located or you know when you the brick and mortar places where we have catered lunch once a week. These are companies are. You know, they're like fuck ping pong tables. We're talking about quality of life, yeah. Not quality of life here in within this space, but really because they know to to attract great talent, they they they've, they've, they've got to do that. And um I, I'm really kind of excited to see because we're already seeing like a mass. Ex, I don't know if it's a mass exodus yet, but it might become that at one point in time moving away from these very expensive areas where like that's if you're going to be in SAS or you're going to work in tech this is where you have to live and finding themselves in these super slick environments like Topeka or Tulsa yeah.
1: you know oh you know there was I forgot to mention too that they give you a uh, uh monthly membership to the uh, co-working space 36 degrees i think it's 36 degrees north which is you know you can set up a desk if you want to get out of the house so and you have private rooms and things you can work out. of. That's open. interesting.
0: So, are you yeah, seeing, so. are, are they, is that like one of the perks for a lot of the grants that you've seen?
1: Um, no, this was the first one that I saw with that. There may, other places may have it, but uh, Tulsa remote.com kind of details everything they have. And I think it's still open, but I mean, they're pretty transparent on what they offer. And, you know, they just want you to stay here. And there is a lot to be said for this place actually. So but
0: interesting uh, that they even launched that program. This was prior yeah. to COVID that yeah. they had the foresight, you know, you can picture almost, or that conversation happening, like, look, we've got to attract new people to the city. Yeah. But we don't want to be able to, you know, we don't can't compromise <clears throat> the jobs of the people that have lived here or are currently living here. Well, what's the answer to that? And you know, some dude or some, you know, some brilliant ass woman at the table was like, y'all it's called remote workers. And they're like, Yeah, what? What they is work, that? They work from home. Oh, you mean those MLM people selling candles? Like, no, yeah. idiots. They're These are professionals. Stamps
1: on letters. Yeah.
0: Right. You know, putting the putting the toys in the, the little plastic balls for the gumball machine. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know that their their wee little minds were just blown around that table when they had that conversation in Tulsa. And but they said, Oh my gosh, this is this is a win when 360 degree went all the way around. And, um, but now that we see COVID and we see these really big companies that are saying we're going full remote. And we like, we have friends, we have mutual friends that work at other companies that were co-located that are now like, Nope. Um, I talked with the CEO of a company that I like a great deal, but well, I don't know if he's CEO or co-founder, but you know, had a great conversation with him. And I said, so how's it going with this transition to, to remote? Cause they had gone to remote post COVID, um, and then have decided, you know, we're going to continue in this direction. And what a great guy and how self-aware he was. And so he said, you know, he kind of sighed a little bit. He said, I was very much from the, from the place of, I want, you know, butts in seats. Not that I wanted to, you know, have be over anybody's shoulders. And, you know, and I knew factually that this guy wasn't like monitoring people's work or, you know, but the, this, that place where you feel like, people need to come into the office and this is how it works and this is how it's done and that productivity will decrease and all of these terrible things will happen. And immediately said, and boy, was I wrong. And, uh, you know, and he had just, um, and, but still navigating that still kind of exploring the, the nooks and crannies of, of, of that, of that perspective. And, um, and it's very, it gets really exciting really quickly. Like, oh my gosh, with remote, up so, so many doors. So it's exciting to see those companies do that. Um, so I think we're going to see more incentive programs. Uh, I hope to, because I think it's really, if if done right, you know, if done correctly yeah. um, and implemented in, in a way that benefits the community, protects the community, protects the community culture, calls people in, you know, invites them in, um, in the right way, I think is uh, really, really exciting and, and beneficial.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They had really good success with this program right when it started. And so that's why they've continued it. And I know from the first time that I applied, they had, a, they had a few like apartment complexes and condo things that were participating. So you'd get discounts and that sort of thing. And then when I saw it this last time, when I was accepted, the list was like probably four times as long. So
0: wow. everybody's wow. buying
1: in, which does that's what it takes. You know, you got to get buy-in from everybody and they see the success and that, that it works. and people are actually staying. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of cool things here that we're able to see from where we're, we're, we've got a place downtown. And so there's uh we can walk wherever we need to go. And so it's, it's working out well so far. We don't have an elevator here. That's the only downside. So I have to walk stairs, but I need to anyway. So, yeah, every, you know, fucks yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> I was, and well, somebody my grapes,
0: hmm. I was editing one of our, our, uh, our last, uh, podcast not too long ago and got to the part where we were talking about my my loathing my of uh, my distaste for for zoom and you were like i just don't know why i just can't click on something and open it up in my browser and just be able to do it like and i thought to myself wow
1: wow
0: how <laughs> who thought like you know 20 years ago we'd be like god damn it why can't i just have a video call with somebody without having to open up a goddamn app you know yeah, yeah. um I just, I did get a little bit of a chuckle over that, but, um, I did want to ask one more, just one more thing about Tulsa before you move on. So that first group that went through when uh-huh. that, that you weren't at attitude, so that cohort, do you feel like that was them kind of testing the waters? Like, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, maybe like, did you get the feeling the first time around that this was like a, if you don't make this cut, you know, we're really sorry about your luck. And so when they reached back out to you, was that a surprise that they yeah, actually, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, the first time they didn't, they didn't know that it was going to continue, and so you know we're giving this a shot. We're going to see how it works. It, it sounded they made it sound like it was like a one-shot deal, mm-hmm. and so they had a pretty good response. A lot of people applied, and then I noticed that it was still active, and so I signed up for their updates. And they emailed and said, "Hey, we're opening up the program again. We had such great success, and I'm like shoot, well, I might as well try it again." And I think it's gonna
0: that we have the states that have done or the towns or cities and and townships that have done that prior to COVID cities that are now kind of really opening up their, their minds to, to doing something like this, they'll be able to look to cities like Tulsa and follow that that model um, because they've already proven, you know, uh, that it works and probably also maybe made some mistakes along the way and and made some changes. So I'm excited that we, we can see cities like Tulsa and have that, that model, nailed down. So now everybody has like a template to work from. So keep an eye out for that for sure. Um, I'm excited to see what, what it does. So keep your mind open. If you're you have that ability to take advantage of those by all means.
1: Yeah. And keep uh, tuning into an official remote. Cause we'll be telling you about these opportunities.
0: Yeah. I might, be in, them, so. I might be in Greece. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I am feeling a wee bit pasty. I'm not even gonna lie. Gotta <laughs> uh, So Something else I wanted to touch on was, well, again, Zoom. God. Oh, Zoom. Right out of the gate, when when the world went remote, you know, um, at the beginning of COVID, it was very newsworthy. You know, it was happening kind of often that there was called Zoom bombing at the time. Somebody, you know, you'd be in a Zoom meeting or whatever, and some rogue person would end up in the meeting and um, they would start splashing porn or whatever, um, which, you know, might spice the day up for some. I'm just saying. But, you know, it it caused a quite a ruckus because we did have a lot of schools using Zoom, yeah. you know, for these classes yep. all of a sudden. Um, so Zoom really kind of you know stepped up and uh put some some protocol in place and some uh security measures. But I am here to tell you, friend, Zoom bombing is alive and well.
1: Still going uh, on. Still, still going happening. on.
0: I'm telling you, Google meets where it's at. Google meets where it's at, people.
1: Yeah, they um, make it easy.
0: Yeah. And you know, in a lot of companies, because of security issues, they're using things like Microsoft Teams. I just, I, I can't hashtag, I can't with that. But um, so, uh, our, I have a child that's that happens to be in college, and um, she's uh, in her sophomore year and meeting remotely, of course, because uh, she's no longer living on campus, which she was very disappointed about. Yeah. Don't and blame um, me. yeah. So she was in her, uh, the class was uh, Jewish stories and storytelling the class was quote unquote like zoom bombed but um you know unlike previous zoom bombings um this person had their webcam on brazen just you know that's crazy so there and there were security measures in place this was a like a password protected class and the professor had to admit each student into the class as they as they joined the zoom call so
1: how does that even happen? Then
0: it, this person was able to bypass that. Um, wow. There, there was a. There might still be an ongoing investigation. I don't know if they figured it out yet. Um, but the person came in, had their webcam on, and this was a very targeted. Unlike other you know, previous Zoom bombings, where it was like very random, mm-hmm. um, this person came in and proceeded to um, just say some pretty vile, anti-Semitic, really um, sometimes disappointing humanity dis points the fuck yeah. out of me. Um, yeah, you know, so it's just something to kind of be aware. Of. Like we are all still figuring out, you know, working remotely, the, these new teams and understanding how that works. And we security is is something that we have to be conscious of and and mm-hmm. and cognizant of and and vigilant, yeah. protective of. So, and I know that that's a, a challenge that companies are also tackling. You know, how do we protect our data? You know, a lot of companies, their their most valuable asset is their data. How do they do that? Um, and there are, you know, again, I know I've mentioned this before. When you g- Google, like, working remotely, it is just clickbait out the yin-yang yeah. of these, like, brand new companies that are doing that. Look to the people that have gone before you. Look to the teams that have perfected the motherfucking process. The Atlassians, the Base Camps, the Trellos, well, Atlassian and Trello, same company now. But there are so many great companies out there that have diligently documented that journey, including what didn't work. They're very yeah. transparent about it, I and freely
1: um, give that information. It's right there. All you got to do is, uh, yeah, reach out for it.
0: You you got to do it, and because it, don't <laughs> you don't want to wait until anti-Semitic zoom bombing occurs to expose a weakness? It, it's it's so important to be out in front of that. So even if you're you know protecting the company data isn't your problem or your business or, you know, within the scope of your role, there are things that all of us need to be doing to, to lock that shit down. You know, you need to get on your router. You need to password protect that router. You need to, you know, you don't turn off that guest login for your, for your router. If you have it, things like that, start looking at how to, you know, protect things. And um, because your
1: password for Christ's sake,
0: the suggested password technology (laughs) is so awesome. I mean, it, and it pops up. It's it's proactive. Like, would you like a suggested yeah. password? Well, yes, I would. And it saves it for you, and it and it's done. And it's um,
1: you know, it's get that you, router as soon as you get it. Change that password because it's always the same for every router.
0: Admin, Temp. Yeah,
1: come admin on, y'all. Admin and password lowercase. There you go. Come on. And don't change it to password 1234 or something.
0: Oh my gosh. Suggested <laughs> password people just just do it. But you know, it's um that was that even for me to to hear that that happened and to especially so that the person that that had, you know, breached the security of that of that class, not only did they do that when they came into the class, they were able to quickly start duplicating the the names of other students that were present in the class, so the professor was not able to exit that person very quickly because you can kick somebody out of a you know, right. a Zoom meeting. Yeah. Well, if you can't quote unquote catch them, you know, it makes it very difficult. So the professor quickly shut that class down, um, immediately reached out to the students via email, told them do not log back in, do not, you know, uh, visit the, the. Uh, they were all working on a, a a project for, you know, that class specifically, they're kind of building a, a website, don't go there, everybody stay away from it. So um, the professor was very upset and very concerned. It uh, about the students. And I was really happy to see no, that.
1: Yeah. That's a good yeah. thing. You took it serious and shut that shit down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the school did too. the university, um, they ain't having that. Yeah, so yeah. they are definitely <laughs> taking steps, but um, you know, we haven't talked about, we haven't, I hadn't heard about zoom bombing in months, you know, and uh, all of a sudden uh, there it was. So something to keep in mind, you know, look for alternatives if, if zoom isn't going to meet the the demands of keeping yeah, yourself sure. safe, your colleagues safe, your data safe and such other things that have happened. I mean, Apple, Apple's been busy y'all. So they rolled out big, Sur. That was a, that was a two. You yet? You're damn right. I updated. Well, I wait. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't like right out there out front. I like waited a little bit, like I hung back and, and then I did. Yeah. So, um, that's been, well, TechSmith isn't wasn't ready. I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I haven't updated yet.
0: Yeah. So Tech TechSmith, the makers of Camtasia and, and Snagit and a handful of other tools uh, that I use, Snagit, I love everything else I use begrudgingly. But um, there's functionality, you know, that's not compatible with. It's like, come on. I mean, it's been a month and a half already. Like, what what is happening right now? Um, just switch, update
1: to the OS. Not to yeah. mention, wait until you upgrade the chip.
0: Oh, well, that's the other big rollout. So the, the M1 uh, chip has come out. Did not realize, uh, what was it? Notion. So if anybody uses Notion, uh-huh. uh, you can use it in, the, in your browser, but you can also use the app. Now, when you go in there to download the app, you can download it for Mac or Windows or the M1 chip. So the apps also—that's a different version altogether. I'm hearing the machine is badass, though. I'm not going to lie; I want one so bad. Oh my god! I hear it's yeah.
1: Seen some of the reviews. The MacBook Air doesn't even have a fan because it just runs so cool. Yeah, and It doesn't have uh, a fan, it doesn't need to. It doesn't even. Yeah. Need to. Yep.
0: It, it's pretty amazing the technology that's coming out. I think we're going to see a movement maybe towards. I mean, I don't know what um, you know, Windows-based computers are going to do to kind of compete with it, but I'm really excited to see it. But I'm going to let the, the the first group kind of go through it with the yeah. Yeah. let's get all those apps That's and those bugs right there, you know That's
1: like if my notion right doesn't there. work
0: you know I'm yeah. toast so let's yep. let them work that all out
1: you know let I'll, somebody else figure out the bugs yeah and then jump in and enjoy the ride.
0: So so you're still back at Catalina or are you still back at yep. Mojave? Did
1: you- <laughs> yeah. no Catalina Catalina?
0: Yeah finally took that plunge. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Catalina that was pretty uh pretty buggy for me but um so far, so good with with Big Sur, but you know when when we have these these full operating system upgrades occur, if you're working remotely, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah, you know it's, I mean it's so I have I have two machines. So I have I, I work from an iMac. I I prefer like a desktop. You know I I do like a lot mm-hmm. of video types of stuff, but I also have a MacBook Pro. That's my personal machine. You're damn. But sure, I did not update those at the same time. <laughs> I <Like, laughs> yeah. huh. know like, we're gonna see how it goes on this one versus. Like you're gonna stay as a little backup for me. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hold off on the big sir on on the second machine. But um, Maybe there's
1: a, there's another pro tip right there. Yeah, we got yeah. two of them. Just do yeah, one.
0: You got to stagger those updates because yeah. you just. How <laughs> I about mean, you just don't know? And so Catalina was a struggle for for several months. So I I prefer to work in Chrome. And Chrome and Catalina, that was a like a battle, like Battle Royale happening every day just to open a fucking tab.
1: Oh, man. You
0: know, it's like if I see this beach ball one more fucking time, I'm going to lose my damn mind. You know, and they would roll out update after update, you
1: know, to, to, to
0: you know, bug fixes and that and such. But,
1: um, but that in itself is an annoyance. Yeah. Okay. Basecamp, I got to update you again. Okay. This is annoying. All
0: your apps, you know, it's, yep. they, they, you know, when new operating systems roll out, everybody that makes those apps, they're all scrambling to, you know, to do the QA test and the smoke test. Are we going to remain compatible? And um, is this going to break anything? And nine times, you know, often it does, you know, and that's just, uh, it's just what happens. But, you know, if you're just at home and you're, you know, playing Candy Crush or something, you know, it's like, okay, I can deal with that for a little bit. But when you're working remotely, that kind of a of a of a break or if your shit's not running as smoothly as you need it to that's time it's money that's energy that's aggravation and anxiety stressor
1: too yeah, yeah you get things used to you like him everything's running smooth and then curveball and beach ball yeah yeah beach ball
0: <laughs> if if anybody has a windows based user um it's like the circle you know, that just kind of goes around and around and around as something's loading or you know, if there's lag on a Mac. It's a it's a little beach ball, which is a, a happy little, happy little image. But until you
1: see it 10 times a day until
0: you work on a Mac and you're like, you know what? No beach balls. No beach yeah. balls. So that that's been uh, interesting to see. So I am liking the, uh, some of the new Big Sur. They've really surfaced a lot of the tools that you want to get to. That you have to kind of go through the the preferences app, that sort of thing. They've really made that easier to access, and so that's been oh, nice. Huh. Um, everybody was all up in arms about the way that the, your your uh, your icons are looking now, like down there in your system tray or whatever. I, that kind of stuff doesn't really bother me. Like I don't care if the you know corners are now curved as yeah. opposed, they were squares before. Now they're like curved. I don't give two shits about that. Just don't give me a beach ball.
1: Well, some people can write articles for month or two on just the icons and how much they it angers them. It's like, I don't know why you're spending so much time on that, but whatever.
0: It, that just does not phase me yeah, at all. Me I remember when Chrome updated a couple of years ago and the tabs, the, the way the tabs were formed, uh, we were working with somebody at the time, uh, an engineer, man, oh man, he was fit to be tied <laughs> for those tabs. He was not happy about yeah, that. Not uh, having it. Yeah. So it's a, uh, you know but when you're working with these to, it, when these are the tools that you use and uh, every day when things do change and you know it's 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 an adjustment sometimes for folks and for some others it's like enough to drive you to drink or something i don't know <laughs> but uh th- you know it, it is the the risk of slowing down your your system uh your ability to download your ability to function even at all you know it is it is a bit of a stressor but big sur looks like it's uh Nice, you know, it's a it's a stable environment. It seems to be at least so far, except for oh, you, tech, except for TechSmith.
1: <clears throat> oh yeah. Hello. Come on,
0: come on, TechSmith.
1: That's a That brings up a good point though, because you don't have, can't just call IT. Hey, can you come up and fix my computer? It's like, yep, nope. Yeah. You They're know. not coming to your house. You got to mm-hmm. take care of it. Maybe they can walk you through on the phone, but yeah. you got to up your skills when it comes to uh, troubleshooting.
0: Yeah. And you know, so probably worst case scenario, you're gonna have to go to the Apple Store or, or yeah. the, the Genius Bar, whatever it's called. You know, you're gonna have to walk your ass in there. And when you work remotely, you don't want to walk your ass in anywhere. You know, <laughs> like if you want to do something, that's fine.
1: Yeah. What but I gotta put make, on pants? What?
0: make me go out for something work related? You're like, this is. I'm gonna have to take a couple days off. I need some, <laughs> I need to regroup.
1: I need a good break. <laughs> vacation day or two
0: yeah it's um yeah you just don't want to deal with it you just really really don't so having those those big operating systems those updates happen you know you hold your breath you hope for the best sometimes it goes okay and sometimes you're fucked so yeah (laughs) but uh, so far so good i've had uh, Big Sur now for a couple of weeks and it seems to be seems to be going all right
1: good deal so i guess here's where we end it tonight but uh, we'll pick back up. I think next next episode we'll uh, we'll talk some more about the transition from uh, living in the RV to actually living in a place with four walls and a seat. well. I guess I had four walls before, but not this solid. So
0: yeah, I know there's a lot of nuance to you know working remotely yeah. in an RV. I'm really interested to hear. Um, Like, what's it like to be able to plug into an outlet? You know,
1: (laughs) simple things like that. (laughs) I don't don't have to charge a battery pack. Oh, shit.
0: It's just things that (laughs) if you don't full-time RV, let alone work from an RV, uh, you just don't think about. So I'm really interested to hear more about that.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll we'll dive deep. Cool. All right. Well, as always, good chatting with you. Good chatting with you. Talk to you later. See you all next time. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Unofficial Remote Podcast with your hosts, Jeff and Kim. And if you want even more Unofficial Remote, be sure to subscribe and head over to unofficialremote.com. That's all for this episode. Please stay safe and see you next time.